0: A all right i think we're here great beyond um thank you to everyone for tuning in to our first ever live stream of the great beyond podcast still not a good podcast uh, my name is Greg Knight. I'm here with my co-host, Bruce Robinson, and we'd like to welcome you to this little experiment we're throwing because we have some great news for all of you. We know it's been a long time coming since you've heard from us, and we do apologize, but we've heard the screamings for more Bruce and Al Goose. So we've decided to take this project to the next level and team up with the leading storyteller in music, Osiris Media, to deliver an all-new, but not really that new, bright and shiny, but slightly dull, not a goose <laughs> podcast, the great beyond. Oh um, we want to uh, also just give a shout out to our third host, Joy Parisi, who could not make it today for the exciting announcement, but
1: he did all the work getting this outline together. Yeah, Joey's currently stuck in corporate hell, um, <laughs> which I've freed myself from somehow for this. So, um, and I, I will say also that much to my satisfaction, we will continue to not be a goose podcast in 2022. We all know, you know, the problems that can bring, um, but we will be in Osiris podcast, and we are quite happy about that. So as such, we wanted to extend the warmest of thank yous to RJB, Tom Marshall, Brian Brinkman, Matt Dwyer, and everyone at Osiris for giving, uh, for taking a chance on the lowly junior and senior analyst, I wouldn't call senior lowly, um, of the bingo tour separate team turned podcast. So uh, but this is not only a great step for us as a podcast, but Goose fans as a whole uh, to now be represented in a top tier broadcasting group.
0: So is this a proverbial podcast torch passing? Uh,
1: I would I would call it that. Yes, um, I, would, <laughs> I can't. I'm not allowed to light torches in my apartment, but I'd have one burning behind me if I could. Um, and this isn't the first time Goose has been represented in Osiris. So if you're a Goose fan and would like to take uh, listen to some past Goose interviews, uh, check out RJ's interview with the four piece version of the band back um, from November 12, twenty nineteen, in an episode of the Drop. Rick and Peter were also interviewed live by Tom and RJ and under the scales from the Brooklyn Bell House in January 2020, where we were treated to some pre-pandemic arebelo, mm-hmm. an absolutely killer rendition of Birds of a Feather. <clears throat> Don't a sell that Brian
0: Red and show. Robert short, that Brian and Robert slapped.
1: No, that was awesome, too. I mean, that that whole that whole experience was, was quite cool um, to see in Brooklyn that night. So, yeah, great pre-pandemic arebelo show for sure
0: those were the days. Um, The Helping Friendly podcast also interviewed Ben in December 2020 for episode 188. So check out all those episodes, um, but none more important than the future episodes of this podcast that we'll bring to you every other Wednesday, ideally, um, (laughs) along with some next day analysis of shows uh, from not only us, but a wide variety of, of guest hosts to take over when events like weddings and birthdays get in the way of our dedication to this podcast. Um so yeah, shout out to some people in the chat. I think we have some some potential hosts. We'd love to see Gambi and the Gong Gang as well as Ryan Storm. Um and maybe Jake Gong Gang for life. Gong Gang for life. <laughs> yeah. Um but um you know, enough about us. I want to hear in the chat just some uh, some episode topics to host on this podcast as we move forward uh, since Bruce is quickly running out of ideas.
1: I never had any to begin with. My <laughs> my idea was to utilize Joey to come up with ideas. And now we have Osiris helping us come up with ideas. So I can be... Literally, just have a void in my head, and and we're good to go. Uh, But yeah, any ideas that the fans might have, we're also interested in. So got a blank space
0: where his mind should be. Hello, Fish fans. Um, So (laughs) let's quote that band in here. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't heard of him. So let's um let's (laughs) dig into Born. Let's dig into Born, the new single out on all streaming platforms. Check it out. Um, Certainly moving in a bit of an indie groove direction, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, uh, as far as I know of Indie Groove, yes. And um, <laughs> they, like, I don't know if they're the only ones, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, part of that, and, and I have a lot of notes, you know, we had some stimulating uh, conversation on that. No, absolutely Goose today. titillating conversation um, today. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, one of our fans, Darren, threw up a thread uh, just asking for opinions on Born, and a lot of people had opinions, and it was actually a pretty good, you know, people were, um, you know, trying to be respectful and and, and offering their their honest takes and Expert got a lot analysis.
0: of Expert analysis. Expert analysis.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. No, sure, yeah, sure. But, um, sure. <laughs> uh, but I, it, one of the things that led me to that was that you know that indie style has been something I think a lot of us that have been around the band for a while have kind of always noticed or heard in, in a lot of their music. And uh, even though their shows tend to be, you know, they always had this this really party vibe and, and, and fun, upbeat um, kind of atmosphere to them. Their music has really always had these hints of indie rock in there. And, and that's why when they did write up that original description indie groove, it wasn't surprising. And, you know, to me, some of this direction isn't really something that is all that surprising. They just have access to things now that they didn't they have time to spend in the studio that they didn't um they have more studio experience that they didn't used to so i think this is just more along the lines of what rick and the band have wanted to craft for themselves for a while
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I think literally, if you listen to any band, um, sound certainly evolves and moves in in a bunch of different directions. As Bruce mentioned, um, the indie influence has been something that has certainly been heavy in Rick and Peter's songwriting for years and years. Um, But yeah, I want to kind of dig into some of the details around Born, since a lot of people have been asking. Um, This this song was done with a, a brand new producer, someone that they've never worked with before. Uh, Shenanigans Nightclub and Moon Cabin were both engineered and you know heavily produced by Kenny Cash at um, Factory Underground in Norwalk, Connecticut. Shout out to Kenny. Great Beyond Episode 4. Um, tune in and listen to our interview with Kenny. It was great um, conversation this, with Kenny. Great conversation. Uh, but this this track was recorded with D. James Goodwin at the Isocon in Woodstock, New York. Um, and D. James Goodwin, I actually was lucky enough to... Um, Ignore the band's request for no friends to come up to the studio and completely insert myself into this uh, recording process. Uh, went up and checked out uh, checked out the room. Incredible location, just set in the woods in Woodstock. And um, Goodwin was was an incredible person to see work. Uh, no shortage of instruments I've never seen before that he uses to craft soundscapes. And um, you know, it was cool to see the guys kind of be really hands off with the creation of stuff, as opposed to um, you know Rick, who I think would, you know, kind of just be in the studio doing this all himself if he could, but really to see them hands off, um, letting someone guide the direction. Um, So Goodwin actually played pedal steel on the track uh, because he can play just about every instrument. That's cool. A lot of people
1: were asking about that. But yeah, it was actually a producer.
0: And, um, you know, I don't don't know if this bodes another album, you know, per se, uh, because as their publicist, I don't know about any of this stuff coming up. I just tend to. Find and, and out. NDAs it's are incredible, incredible how they announcement. Work. <laughs> yeah, it's wild,
1: um,
0: but yeah, you know, I really, you know, I think one of the things that that people pointed out is that it certainly sounded like the end of the song, um, had that classic goose going to try to transition into a next song or maybe be a be a jam vehicle um, or whatnot. So, really interested to see kind of where this song will end up living in the catalog. And, and, you know, if it's one that will be reserved for breaking out the acoustics live or, uh, you know, how it will kind of sound in, in the electric setting.
1: Yeah. One of the things too, that I've noticed, cause um, I think another fan of ours, Nick posted on, uh, on El Goose about the producer, since everyone's. Really oh, of fan of the, the band. <laughs> fan, fan of, of the band. Yeah, you know. I mean, I know he's a fan of mine. No, no I'm a big <laughs> fan of Nick's anyway, too. So shout out to Nick. Um, But he posted the Wikipedia article that's actually about D. James Goodwin. Mm-hmm. And there's a really yeah. interesting little little line in that about how he's known for his quirky approach to recording. I have it up here. And with a bevy of strange instruments and technical devices, the facility is installed in a mid-century residential home, set up in such a way that artists are made to feel as though they are away in a vacation in the woods of upstate New York, surrounded by numerous instruments, toys. Manipulation devices aimed at assisting Goodwin and making adventurous recordings without worrying about the clock or time constraints of a typical studio, and we know how Goose does with time constraints. Oh my gosh, poorly, <laughs> terribly. Oh um, my show!
0: Show is supposed to be announced at ten a.m. <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't think Goose has ever worried about the clock, um, right? But, right. <laughs> yeah. but that's it's interesting because like that other stuff is exactly what. Again, they haven't always had, maybe they never had, you know, all of these instruments and all of these possibilities for what they could do in the studio and working with somebody, a professional that's well-known and experienced like um, Misty James Goodwin and, you know, having a a place like that where they could go, you know, they always, there's a big thing and most of these fans now know this, that um, the band really feeds well off a vibe of certain places, Mm -hmm. you know, and some of that down home kind of country feel laid back, around nature, you know, like Legend Valley, it's, it's just a huge farm, you know, and yep. all these places like that, they tend to always play well. It's because they really connect well with that environment. And I think, you know, that's what the level of production on this album, people can already tell is um, is a whole nother level. It's taking another step in the right direction um, with the track sounding so polished, you know, and uh, I think that, you know, there's a lot of good that can come from them doing stuff like this and doing, trying to experiment a little bit more and use some of those devices Pedal steel is definitely something that they've never had on the track. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, in in that sense, too, you know, they have somebody that can play with them. Again, experienced musician that can weave it in in such a way that's kind of what Rick maybe wanted and, and didn't didn't have the option to have. Before absolutely, absolutely. And
0: <laughs> I think, you know, what people may have picked up from the lucky viewers of Shenanigans Nightclub, the movie. Um, I you know, shout out to you, Clyde. Um I, <laughs> Shenanigans one Nightclub, of my best roles. <laughs> yes, yes, from Hamlet <laughs> to, to Silver Screen. Um so Shenanigans <laughs> Nightclub, I think what you kind of pick up from the whole summative assessment of the project from the trailer to the film is that um, it was a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek testament, I think, to the club itself that was thriving in um, the '80s and early '90s, and just I think a testament to what um, kind of ushered the band to where they are now, and everything that came into, you know, making them believe it's a good decision to cover as much Kenny Loggins as they do. Uh, Bourne seems to be a new, a new, a completely new direction um, for them, and so I'm, you know, interested. But I just to piggyback on that um, kind of down-home country living sound uh they need trevor to feel comfortable in that mullet and i think they found (laughs) the perfect yeah god Um, that mullet's incredible (laughs) um, (laughs) So, yeah yeah, interesting to see you know kind of what comes (laughs) next um and and what this will lead to um but as we mentioned it would not be an announcement day for the band if we didn't have an announcement ourselves um radio city music hall big room uh, I'm a huge Ooh. Rock Hat enthusiast, so it'll be good to uh, get there and see a different show. Um, I did actually get there this year to see uh, Trey's hybrid tab band perform. It um, was, you know, fun little. Oh, right. Yeah, when they were fighting yet. some
1: COVID issues, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I was actually sitting right in front of the sign language interpreter um, during Dai- I- Jabo. Um, nice. So I'm like, how are they going to sign Jabu? Is it even a word? But they killed it. I believed it. Um, I don't speak sign much. Um, Sounds right, But Dave. yeah, I can't wait to see confused <laughs> tourists wading through a sea of balloons after the show. Um, should be interesting to see. I'm excited for
1: that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Um, and, you know, <laughs> one like kind of important, not even important, but I guess um, maybe these live... Shows will just be me giving fun facts that I know. Um, Radio City and Rockefeller Center are owned by the same people. Um, same, same kind of conglomerate involved with the whole thing. Um, so I think perhaps there's some connection there to how the show um, has happened. Bruce, you seen any cool show at Radio City? Radio no, I've never C- even Radio City. I've
1: never been there for a show in um, my entire life. You know, my uh, I wanted to go see the Rockets for obvious reasons, um, but I could never go. So, you know, I'm more interested in hearing how the Rockettes were from you. Um, because it's always been a dream of mine. But anyway, uh, I've never been, so I'm definitely really excited about this announcement. I will definitely be getting down there for goose um to see them play. And um, you know, hopefully, hopefully more shows come, come out of that too in the future, and, and maybe they get multiple nights at some point. So
0: yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. I am supposed to be on a bike trip through Yellowstone the following day, I'm supposed to be in uh Montana the next morning, so wish me luck mm. as well as my in-laws. Um, Bruce, you I want think to you're to be in
1: great biking shape. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be in excellent biking <laughs> shape, for sure. <laughs> uh, I need an e-bike for this. So um, <laughs> why don't we do a giveaway? Let's do a ticket giveaway.
1: Um, oh, since we are- is it giving it to me or it's giving it? No,
0: absolutely, you are <laughs> buying your oh. tickets. Um, yes. But since we're so good at doing giveaways for our fans, um, I am going to pose my... Favorite trivia question. Um, we may have asked it during bingo tours to some of you who tuned in. Uh, if you remember, are in the running for this. Uh, but I want to know and do not uh, say it in the chat. I want you guys to email us at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. That's step one. First person email. Email greatbeyondpodcast at gmail.com. The first person. Old to tell us the first song that Peter ever performed with Goose, ever, ever performed with Goose, email that song to greatbeyondpodcast at gmail.com. First person to get it wins a pair of tickets to Radio City Music Hall. A pair. A pair. Good those seats? I don't know. Good seats. Oh, who knows? Cool. Yeah. We'll random out.
1: grab bag. Yeah. Boom.
0: Bruce, feel free to email. You're, you're more than welcome. Um, to, to, Oh, uh, what was well.
1: the question? It was about Peter. I don't know it. It's fine. <laughs> it's <somebody else. laughs>
0: <I don't know. laughs> um, so we're excited. We will see you guys all on June 25th. For those of you who, um, had the chance to meet up with us at Westville, perhaps we'll do another red carpet. That could be a whole lot of fun. Um, that was a ton we, of fun.
1: Do you remember we had a video from that with all the interviews?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out, shout out to Sam Shovlin. <laughs> we'll get that out by the one year anniversary of Westville. Tune in to see yourselves. Um. All right, so we're already getting some answers in. You guys are way better at email than we are. Um. <laughs> and thus far, nobody's got it correct. Um, so again, this is Whoa. the first song... Peter ever played with Goose. Um, he's seeing a lot of answers related to the song that they played instead of Odd length Sign. Um, okay. We've got a winner already.
1: Oh wow, already.
0: We've got uh-huh. a winner already. There are actually power people, of the internet. There are people listening. Um, that's
1: incredible. That's the most incredible thing about it. Nice. I'm glad so, they won. <laughs>
0: um, our winner is, and Jeff, uh, sorry if I butchered this. Um, Jeff. Pachenik, uh, Jeff. Oh, he got my it right. Boy, Jeff. Peter's first song with Goose was actually Arcadia. Um, so, oh wow. Peter played Arcadia with Goose in December, November of 2017. Um, Goose was on tour. They were in North Carolina, and Trevor had to use the bathroom during um, the last song of their set. Uh, Peter happened to be there because his band great blue was opening and uh, um, Trevor passed off his bass to Peter and Peter played bass during the end of Arcadia.
1: Nice. Trevor had to go. Pretty um,
0: bad. But for those of you who answered circle of life, circle of life was actually the first song goose ever played. Surprisingly. Um,
1: I was so drunk that show. I would not remember. Yeah. It was a good so that show. That was the
0: first song they ever played um, yeah. ever, 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 ever. Um, so as shout Goose. out to you, as Goose. as Goose. So shout out to you, Jeff. Um, thought it was actually just Jeff Revelo trying to get to the show as well. No, um, no. But yeah. Um, yeah shout, shout out, out wow. to
1: Jeff and, and his lovely wife, Laura. I know them. They're, they're great people. So shout out.
0: But it does look like, you know, in the chat, people are saying that on the Jam based podcast, um, they said it was Circle of Life. So we may have to... Uh, do a little bit of checking, which would require us to listen to the Gem-Based podcast. Who
1: said it was super? Oh, sir! Oh, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have to have some podcast fight outside in one of these days with them. Hmm. See All
0: where right, this Well, is going. I,
1: guess I guess we'll have to,
0: have to. We'll have to fill you guys in the next time we're live. So down. tune in the next time we're live. Um. So what else we got? <laughs> Winter tour. Um, it's about to hit, right? Winter tour yeah. hit. Um. So. Yeah. I guess next week we're starting in Tempe, Arizona. Um unfortunately to our Colorado folks, the Arevalo shows were canceled. Um however, I know the yes, guys she. are looking forward to hitting it hard out on the West Coast. Bruce, you you doing any winter tour?
1: I'm not, you know, and 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 just to add that those 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 Arevalo shows in Steamboat and out in Colorado would have been a lot of fun, but um yeah, so that's that's too bad, but I I can't make any of the winter tour this year. Um you know, unfortunately I have to save up for the rest of the year of tour, right. uh, <laughs> but I will be watching um, definitely. I'll be streaming these shows and uh, I expect some cool things that come out of it. Obviously that's their first time headlining out West. Um, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a smaller tour on the West coast. And then they kind of s- squeeze into Montana and, 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 you know, go through the, the Northwest a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a great tour. I think it's a great opportunity for them uh, looking forward to, you know, i I'm hoping that with, with their latest success and, um, you know, how well they've been winning over fans in a lot of new locations that this just continues to grow their presence out there. And, you know, I'm hoping to make the next time that they go out, which I do expect, you know, to happen in the, in the near future. So <clears throat> I'll be looking forward to that, but you're going out. You're going out. I soon, did.
0: Right? I guess. Yeah. So I decided to go out in about October. Um, then I hope the rise of Omicron, I decided in December not to go, um, right. and having really not left, um, These four walls around me since around Christmas, I decided um, in conjunction with the JetBlue sale that I'd head out to LA and San Francisco. So I'll be out there. Um, Feel free to email us at greatbeyondpodcast at gmail.com if you guys want to meet up. I will try to be conducting some um, interviews from the field, although I cannot recreate the magic of our third co host, Joey Parisi. I'll do my best. Um, This will be my first time stuff it's tough. to stand up
1: yeah mm. yeah
0: yeah but you know this is gonna be my first time out on the west coast um in conjunction with goose this is their first headlining tour out on the west coast as well um so really excited to meet some west coast fans you know the last time they went out there was with pigeons in early 2020 just after playing in the sand so um you know looking forward mm. to seeing all yeah. you silver ponytail deadheads out there too um oh, <laughs> yeah, should be a lot of
1: should, <laughs> should, <some> special <laughs> ones lined up oh, okay. uh, uh, huh. um should be should be should be a whole lot of fun um but oh, uh, I'll never know the joy of having a very silver ponytail. I could try <laughs> yeah, we'll, maybe we'll one there. strand would grow and it would be pretty 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 heady but I don't know we'll see um, we can all dream
0: we can all dream um but I think <laughs> let's let's wrap it up now because basically everyone tuning in is gonna see a whole lot of us um this spring. So let's not exhaust the masses now, Um, and I guess we'll listen back to some early shows and make sure we got the trivia question right. Um, (laughs) can't wait to see how wrong we are. I hope it's not us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's never us.
0: Um, So be on the lookout for the release of our first all-new episode uh, coming out Wednesday, January 26th, and then every other Wednesday after that. We want to thank every single one of you who tuned into our original episodes because uh, obviously it got us here, and we are looking forward to providing as much content as we possibly can to all of you who care to listen. Um, we may or may not find episode two and release it.
1: We're not. We're not going to find it.
0: FYI, it's gone. <laughs> still lost. It's, it's still lost. Um, so as always, as always, shout out to our producer Robbie Chemical and our manager, now known as Kathleen Knight, who remain with us through this transition though we haven't had any mimosas today. Bruce, you want to close it out?
1: Oh yeah. Be sure to catch a ride with us next time down the pathway to the great, the great Vienna. Thank you everybody.